Welcome to The Career Studio, a USU career services podcast that helps you navigate your career path. Thanks for joining us for our Friday face-to-face episode. I'm Marissa Armistead, your host, and I am so excited to have Carmen Gold Johnson here with me today. Welcome, Carmen. Hi, thank you for having me. I'm so excited to be here. We're so excited to have you. Carmen currently works as an assistant director of employer engagement and internship development for the Career and Professional Development Center at the University of Utah. She earned her bachelor's degree in art education and art technology, and then her master's degree in education, leadership, and policy, both from the U. During her master's degree, Carmen worked for the dean of students office as a graduate assistant for student conduct and policy. From that experience, she learned that she wanted to work more closely with students, which led to her interest in applying for a career coaching position with the Career and Professional Development Center. After a year and a half of career coaching, she was promoted to her current position, where she now builds partnerships with employers to generate meaningful student internship opportunities. So Carmen, we are talking about all things internship this month, and you are the internship queen at the CPDC. So talk to us more about what your job as an assistant director looks like. Yeah, great question. Within my role as assistant director in the CPDC is really twofold, two parts, as you can even hear in my title, you know, employer engagement and internship development. Within that, I really utilize and work on internships in two capacities. So first is within employer engagement. I really work with employers and help them generate and do outreach to employers about the types of internships that they are working on. They have an internship program and they want to promote it within a certain department and make sure that we have those connected up on campus, getting them involved in some programming to promote their internships, all really to help with this idea of increasing internship culture on campus. So students really, you know, we our goal is that the University of Utah is that each student can graduate with at least one internship experience or more. So with that, it's reaching out to those employers, discovering which ones, you know, like I said, getting them involved. And then I also do a a bit of consulting with employers as well. So, you know, it's the companies and organizations that are wanting to to have an internship program, but not sure where to start or what's going to be a best fit for the university. And and really, I mean, you could talk to another institution as well, and internships will look a little bit different there on their requirements. And each department looks a little different. So that's the, the beautiful thing, but also kind of sometimes the hard thing about internships. We can have some standard things, but there are going to be some pieces here and there and it look a little different. So again, consulting employers on, on what's going to be best for the University of Utah students and, and what they're asking for. So yeah, that's the employer engagement side. Again, really a, a quick summary is just like generating internships and, and getting those promoted on campus. And then the second part is the internship development part. So about a year before I came into the role, President Ruth Watkins put out this initiative initiative for the goal of increasing internships on campus. I'm having, you know, where each student can graduate with saying that they have at least one internship experience in in whatever capacity is is possible. So within that too, they partnered with certain academic departments as well as our student affairs, which CPDC sits in to create positions in those colleges. That's going to be primarily just internship coordinators only. So it's like the entire job. So a lot of times, similar to my role, which is kind of split, historically, you would have an academic advisor plus internships or faculty member 
plus internships where the nice part about this role is that this person can just be solely internships for the department. Again, doing similar to what I do in terms of generating those internship opportunities for students, promoting them, getting employers involved in programming, but again, directly related to their college. So I really work with them rather closely to be able to continue to help move that needle along in their departments, as well as with them co-facilitate internship council. So this internship council was created to, again, the goal of increasing internship (laughs) cultures on campus and to bring together a community around internships. So we have folks across campus that have a touch point to internships in their role from all different academic departments, the business school, learning abroad, athletics, student affairs offices. So we are really trying to make it as broad as possible and knowing that like if you at some point in your job connect or touch with internships or, you know, experimental learning, I think as well, then please come join, come talk to us. We meet once a month and we also kind of have subcommittees that we're going to be working. And we're actually just about to start that actually the subcommittee that's going to be working offline besides just our meetings to be able to continue to, to work on certain research about internships, like internship tracking, or really a big thing right now is around funding. So, you know, f- helping fund unpaid internships for students. So really, again, we're cu- you come together in this internship council and it's really honestly a, a pride and joy of my role is being able to bring a community together across campus around internships to discuss support so then we can all go back to our areas and ultimately, you know, strive to make them better in our areas. So that's the side of it. the internship development is it's uh, constantly moving and changing, but it's a lot of fun. Well, Carmen, it sounds like your job is multifaceted <laughs> to say the least. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm definitely. curious, with that in mind, I know that you're a certified strengths coach and I'm curious, what mm-hmm. are some of the things that you utilize like on a daily basis that really help you in your job? Yeah, for sure. The two that come to mind thinking about like my top five strengths with within that are arranger and developer. Arranger being because there are so many moving parts, I really utilize that to to put the pieces together to say like, all right, so here are all the different things we can think about in terms of where to, because sometimes it's like, well, where do we even begin with internships? Where do we start? I really lean into that strength to be able to be like, all right, well, I'm going to, I'm going to map out an outline. I'm going to map out here through our conversations. Like so most recently I had over the summer, individual conversations and large conversations around like, what really do we want to talk about? Like, what do we really care about? So I took all of those conversations and really arranged it down to five key areas. And then from those five key areas, that's where those subcommittees are going to come from. So from there, those subcommittees are going to then go do research, go do interviews such as this and learn more and then bring, bring it back to the group. So I really utilize that arranger skill to put together all the pieces and and kind of boil it down into tangible action steps, as well as I also just love to organize things and put them together. I love taking a big picture project and just putting it down into an organized, like how it looks organized and easy easy to to digest. So I use a ranger a lot for that. And then the second one would be, I get developers because I have to, because I I really strive and I have to have those relationships across campus. I love one-on-ones. I thrive in one-on-ones a little bit more. So then I do groups all the time to be completely honest. So I utilize that by making sure I connect with each one of them and my, and even the, on the employer side, I I try to connect with them one-on-one 
first and foremost and check do check in every semester instead of just groups alone. So I really check in and get to know them. I like to get to know who they are and how they tick. I know their strengths too. We can work better together. So I utilize developer to get to know each person so I can then bring together the whole group at the end of the day. Very cool. And work becomes much more enjoyable when we get to use what we're naturally good at. And so I'm so glad that you're getting to use a lot of those different pieces in your current job. I'd love to rewind a little bit, Carmen, back to your college experience. I know that you were a first generation college student at a pretty large university. And so I'd love to learn a little bit more first about what motivated you to attend college. Yeah, that's a good question. I haven't thought about it in a while. So thanks for thanks for asking. I think honestly, what motivated me was I was lucky to have very supportive parents. And it was like, no question, like you go to college, especially being a first generation college student, they're like, you're going because we didn't go. So you're going, which also was a little bit of pressure. But again, <laughs> but again, really, the motivation came from well, you're going like, because that's just the plan. Like, that's what we're doing. So it's funny, because like, I don't really feel like there was any motivation like there was I never had the feeling of like oh I want to go like yeah let's do it it was just like well that's the next step and being an arranger I'm like well it's next on my to-do so right (laughs) (laughs) that's so that's interesting and so as a follow-up I'm curious did you encounter any challenges as you were trying to earn your degree you know whether it was the application process which I know can be a hot mess sometimes or you know maybe it was certain classes but talk to me about some challenges that you faced in college yeah, I, 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 I didn't love school. So that in of itself was already kind of a challenge. Growing up, I was really into soccer. Now that I, I say that, I'm like, what was my motivation to go to college? I guess originally it was for soccer. So I guess not, you know, again, actually rewinding and reflecting, my goal was actually to go to college to go play soccer. But then it quickly shifted my junior year when I tore my ACL and meniscus. And that was the year of you were going to get recruited that year. And I lost a bunch of scholarships because of my injury. So again, I just went into the like, well, it's still on the to-do list to do. So I will, I'll go. It's not going to look the same. I thought I was going to go play soccer and go to college, but I'll just go and then figure it out from there. So I think that was already, you know, even stepping into day one of college, a little bit of a challenge because I was like, well, this didn't look like what I thought it was going to look like. And two, I like to be involved outside the classroom. I didn't really love the tests and the books. And the <laughs> I didn't realize I was like, I just want to, you know, get involved. I want to play soccer and call it a day. So, so that was a bit of a challenge just because I just never really viewed myself as a true like academic. But now I have a master's degree and think a little differently about it. But I, I still sometimes I'm like, nah, I'm in student affairs about stuff that's outside the classroom for a reason. So, you know, it's interesting as you were sharing kind of those feelings of this college experience wasn't really what I had anticipated. It made me think of what a lot of students are going through right now with COVID. You know, a lot of students expected to be on campus, in dorms, you know, going to football games, um, having a lot of social interaction. And I think think that ability to, you know, look at a challenge and say, wow, this really wasn't what I was hoping for or expecting, but being able to reroute and say, okay, what are some of my other goals? I think that's a great skill that um, students are struggling with, but also gaining right now. So I really appreciate Mm -hmm. you bringing that up. Yeah, of course. No, yeah, you bring up a really good point. Yeah, it's just having to quickly pivot 
your kind of perspectives and just taking a look at like, okay, this is what I do have in front of me. What can I learn from this moving forward? Yeah. Absolutely. Oh, such good insights. I'm getting goosebumps. That's my favorite part of talking with people. People just have such great little nuggets. Well, moving forward, I am excited to talk to you a little bit about some of those early on experiences that led to your current position. So I know that you did some interning with Salt Lake Community College. You worked as an education coordinator. And then during grad school, you were a grad assistant for the Dean of Students. So walk us through some of those early on experiences and kind of how they transitioned to where you are now. Yeah, for sure. Even thinking about back in my undergrad when I was doing our education as a degree. And again, also thinking about like I coming, I was coming into college, didn't really was like, ah, I'm not really into books and tests and stuff like that. But I know I need to get, I know I need to get a degree. And I knew I was also good at art. So I was like, well, I'll do that. And then I was like, I always liked this idea of teaching because I silly, but like, growing up, I loved playing school. You know what I yeah. mean? So I was just like, well, I, I, these are the two things that I, I are comfortable for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to go that route. So within the art education degree, I did a bunch of internships with galleries and did student teaching with middle schools and community programs. Like so I did some mural projects. So within that, I really, again, was realizing even as I was doing that, I was like, okay, I still love this, like getting and working with people and students like that. I was really starting to identify, like, I really love the one-on-one community piece and the student piece, but the art piece was still a little like, okay, I like this, but I don't know how long I'm going to, I don't know if this is exactly where I want to go. So those early experiences were helpful to realize kind of a population I was interested in, but not necessarily the type of work within that population yet. Until I really got involved again, outside the classroom, when I got involved in student government at the University of Utah, the ASUU. And that that really then just helped open up my eyes completely to that there's this whole world of a career for student affairs. Like I had no idea it was a thing. You know, I was like, oh, obviously that makes sense that these people are here working that probably somebody gets paid. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like they're just not here. Like clearly this is a career for someone, but I didn't know that it was a thing until about like my sophomore, junior year of college. And then also discovered that like, oh, there's grad school you can go to. And I was like, this is a thing. <laughs> this isn't just, you know, like whatever. So that really, again, started to help put the pieces together of like, okay, so I like working with students. I like working with the local community. And I also love working at the University of Utah. I love being involved on campus. So I was like, okay, maybe this is where these pieces are going to start to come together, where I can work with students, the local community, work in higher ed. So that really led me into the next step of, of, of applying to, to grad school within student affairs that really then led into more experiences of internships to just get even more involved with like, what does it mean to work in higher ed from Salt Lake Community College to the Dean of Students office? So it's really just diving more deep into understanding what higher ed was and and how much it really was the perfect fit for me. Very cool. And I know one thing I did want to kind of follow up with about is so the grad assistantship, you were working in the Dean of Students kind of, I think it was conduct and policy. And so it sounded like, so talk to us more about that experience and how you decided kind of the direction of where you wanted to head next after working in that office. Yeah. So that was a really great experience. So I, again, in my undergrad, I got to know the Dean of Students at the time, Lori McDonald, and she she now is our, our AVP, which is super awesome. 
there was a front desk position open at her office. So in my, even in my undergrad, I was working there just as like a front desk assistant. And I was just so intrigued by everything that they were doing from conduct to behavioral intervention. So it was just so fascinating to me. So when the grad assistantship came up, I was like, I just want to learn more because this is so interesting to me. And another strength I didn't share earlier, but it's actually my number one strength is discipline. And so I was like, my discipline and my ranger just loves the like process and the structure that came with that office, but also at the same time, such nuance and that you have to develop people through those experiences that they have um, as well. So it was just like, I was like, this is just, I love it all. So I did that, but really, again, it was, I say that like, if anyone in higher, thinking about higher ed, if you can have at least one to two years of experience in that kind of an environment, I highly recommend it because it really helps with conflict management skills and just gives you a really good perspective on kind of the whole picture of, of what's going on with students a lot of times. But really, again, although I loved the process and the procedure and the policy piece of things, I was falling in love with more and really, again, going back to my roots of even in my art education time of like working with students and really developing them where conduct was hard because it was like they messed up. You talk about it, you hope that they hear you and they move on. So I wanted to really just work with students more to really help develop them and really move them forward into a goal that they have. And, and not that conducts can't do that. It's just in a different way. When the career coaching position opened up at the CPDC, I went ahead and applied and the current associate director at the time, I also knew from the professional development organization within student affairs, NASPA. So I, you know, she was able to connect me to that. So it just felt like the right fit. And I know I've shared with this with you before too, but I think in full transparency too, I knew I wasn't going to be leaving Utah where a lot of other folks in my cohort in my grad program were going to be leaving. And so I also was like, oh goodness, my job market <laughs> pool could be smaller than others. Cause I was engaged to, you know, my current partner and my whole family was here. I was like, I wasn't, I didn't want to leave. So I also was like, this position's open. It's in Utah so I can stay. I want to work with students more. So it just kind of was honestly so grateful. It was just ended up being a position that was really perfect and right in my lap. So that led me to being a career coach and led me to be in a CPDC where I am now. Very cool. And I'm curious. So looking at that career coaching role where you knew you wanted to work more with students. So you said, you know, this kind of feels like a good fit. At what point as a career coach did you decide that maybe it was time to switch gears a little bit again and look more at the employer side? Yeah, for sure. So again, I think continuing to build off my skills and wanting to, I discovered that I was like career development is something that I really fell in love with that kind of area within student affairs. So I was like, I would love to learn more and see the other side. So I want to see the employer side of things. And even within my career coaching role, I worked with veterans. I worked with them specifically, that population. And within that, I started to do a lot of programming with employers that hire for veterans for our veteran students. So I was already, as a career coach, seeing the side of an employer engagement person by generating those job opportunities for veterans, outreach about internships. So I really was doing that role already, in a sense, for veterans on the employer engagement side. And I just fell in love with being able to talk to an 
employer and say like, yes, these are amazing opportunities. Like, let's get you involved. Let's get you on campus. And then I would talk to a student and say, all right, like this is a cool opportunity. And just seeing the student and the employer come together and make those connections. Cause that's really, I'm like, what I love is I love to be able to make the connection and then walk away and be like, okay, like you just got it now. Like, <laughs> you know? Yes. So, so that, that really was the piece there. I was just like, I want to, I want to work with employers more to make more connections happen. I love that. Okay. We're going to shift gears just a little bit here because we are running short on time, but I do want to get to a couple of really important questions. So in career services, it's really common that we hear from employers that they want students with internships. According to NACE, over 84% of U.S. college students in 2018 had at least one internship or co-op experience on their resume. And additionally, 50% of students who intern with a company are offered a position with that company after graduation. So there's lots of statistics out there that show, you know, this linking of internships to higher and better paid jobs after graduation. But I'm curious, Carmen, from the employer's perspective, why do you think they believe internships are so valuable and so important for students? Yeah, that's a great question. From my viewpoint and working with employers and talking to employers, I think they think it's so valuable. One, because I, I truly do believe that they want to help contribute to a student's overall skill sets. They want to contribute to the overall skilled experience. Just, you know, having that on their resume as really that is one of the first real world experiences that they're going to get. So I genuinely believe that a lot of employers are wanting to contribute to the overall success of students and wanting to help them build that confidence confidence in that skill set of, of having an internship. But at the same time, I think it's it is a benefit for them as a company. They get to have someone come in as an outside perspective to help them on a project or give them new perspectives to be able to continuously grow and adapt to, to their current needs of their company and organization. So having fresh perspectives is always a benefit for an employer. And having an intern, you know, that's maybe working um, and learning about this something really important in school and can bring that to the table at a meeting to help move something forward is such a valuable experience. I think employers just love the ability to have that. But then again, as you said, you know, a lot of students will get a full-time offer too. So I think it's also helping with their overall numbers. They have a certain, you know, amount that they have to recruit for and it's going to help their, you know, they're going to, it's going to help their numbers to help continue to grow their company and build their, their organizations. So having this pipeline of interns for those reasons too are such as important, but I really do believe first and foremost that I see the genuine support in wanting to help students feel more confident and build those skills. Absolutely. Well, and I love that you looked at that question from both sides because really internships are a win-win for both the student and the employer. So I love that perspective. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right, Carmen, I have one final question for you today. And that question is, if you could offer one piece of advice about getting real world experience with an internship, what would it be? Yeah, that's a good one. (laughs) One piece of advice for real world experience is I think what comes to mind and and we've actually in those internship council meetings I've been talking to you about uh, earlier is this idea of having an internship can help build confidence and how as us as student affairs professionals and academic affairs professionals, just higher professionals in general can help through the work that we do help students build confidence. But within that confidence, there also is going to be discomfort and you are going to fail, unfortunately. You know, I think that's part of it. And I think my one 
piece of advice to those that are going out to get real world experiences with internships is to be okay in discomfort. It's okay to maybe be like, crap, I did not say the right thing. Or like, did I, was, that email, was that email the way I was supposed to email that? Or like, did, was that report the way that they wanted? Or, you know, I mean, you can just, there's, there's a whole list of things that you can be like, I feel uncomfortable about it or discomfort or wanting to just do your best, but it can be kind of scary. And, and I, I think that's okay. Sit in that discomfort and be okay with that because that's where I think the confidence and the most growth comes from is knowing that like, okay, I'm, I'm going to learn from that experience. What can I do better? Or, you know, how can I maybe ask for help for this next time? As a full-time professional, I still have uncomfortable moments and have to Same. learn. So, <laughs> you know, right. Yeah. So it's like, that's, a, that's something that's going to be a constant in your career. So I think from right from the get-go, if you can just learn how to sit in that discomfort and, and then learn how to grow from that, no one can stop you, you know? <laughs> I love this idea of sitting in discomfort and then taking action. And, you know, I think that's just such a great piece of advice for students to hear because like you said, they're going to make mistakes, right? Whether it's in an internship or in a job yeah. or a volunteer. And that's okay. And yeah. that's okay. Yes. So I love that. Well, Carmen, we are out of time, but I have loved being here with you this morning. You just have such great insights to share. And I think hearing the personable side of, you know, your own college experience and then also so looking at the professional side and how you get to help students now has just been so inspiring. So thank you so much for joining us. Thank you so much. I really, it's so lovely talking to you. Thank you. Thanks for joining us here at the Career Studio today. Please remember to join us next week as we begin to discuss our new monthly theme of spreading good cheer by being a volunteer.